Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Alrighty. So we are talking about of this love. Actually, that's not good English, but of this love we speak. And last week we were talking about the love of God. Amen? And we are talking about the fact that just like sugar is sweet, fire is hot, water is wet, God is love. If you taste it and it's not sweet, it's not sugar. If you touch it and it's not hot, it's not fire. You can't come up with a band called ice cold fire. <clears throat> Brothers, if you come out of the bathroom and you didn't get wet, <laughs> it's not water. There are some people here, they have a certain bathing method they picked up in boarding school of which detail I will not go into. But, yeah, teach all things. So it's not water. So, the same way, if it's not love, it's not God. Now, love, when we say love, it's not always like, oh, oh, mushy. Sometimes love is tough. If you're going to to walk off a cliff and you don't know what you're doing and I love you, I'm not going to be, oh, well, I'm going to shout at you, grab you, throw you back. In fact, you will not feel loved. But meanwhile, I will be loving you. So sometimes that's how God loves us. He doesn't hurt us, but he loves us to rescue us. Sometimes his love is strong. Amen. <laughs> Where are people? What's going on? I'm just recapping from last week. Meanwhile, today, worshipers Kigali are congregating for the first time. Yay! Pastor Joy and everyone in worshipers Kigali, congratulations. Uh, we congratulate you because they've been meeting for a long time in homes and they had to put in place certain things for them to be able to congregate that are required by the government and today for the first time they've met and so we thank God for that you know in, in Rwanda it doesn't work like here where you find a good tree uh, with shade and you're like we've started <laughs> so we want to really congratulate them I'd forgotten that a little bit so God is love and we saw that God doesn't love us because we are lovely, but he loves us because he is love, meaning his love is independent of you. That's a powerful thing. When someone loves you in spite of you, not because of you. And you can be assured, if you're here, if you can hear my voice wherever you are, God loves you. God loves you. Because he doesn't assess your attitudes to love you. He just loves you, period. That's it. Amen. And we also saw that the perfection of love 
it's not just God giving us things. We saw in First John 4.17 that love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. The perfection of love is when God goes beyond doing good things for us and gives us his own identity. It goes from I'm helping you to you're my son. You're my daughter. He says those who believed him, those who received him, he gave the right. That's a very strong word there. Not the privilege, the right to become children of God. And so we saw that because of the perfection of love, God no longer does things for us just because he's in a good mood. You see, if you find a child who's not yours and you do something for them, it's conditional. You can do it. Or when you're out of resources or energy, you can say, you know, I did my part. If you adopt that child and take them into your home and they become your son or your daughter, you can't get tired. You can't be in a bad mood. You, it's, it's now a legal issue. If you withhold love from them, you can be taken to court. Because you took that step of taking them from just being someone you help from the outside to being a person in your own household. Hey. That also applies to what we were talking about yesterday in the lovers gathering. Someone who is not married to you, if they do something good for you, they are favoring you. <laughs> but once they put a ring on it and they take you home, now it, it's a legal issue <laughs> it's a legal issue they have to be good to you they have to take care of you so those of you who are just out there in unclear terms and circumstances you are taking a high risk because there is no identity transfer that's why she becomes Sarah Mukisa now you can't say um, I don't know what happened, what, what, no, you know what happened. And so, you, you're no longer doing, I, when I do anything for her, I'm not favoring her at all. It's a responsibility. Because she took my name. When God does something good for you, it's not because he's favoring you. It's a responsibility. Because you are now a son. You're a daughter. Ah, uh, you see, even in the recap, you can go home actually now. It's, 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 you're getting more out of this than is allowed on a Sunday morning. Anyway, so <laughs> are you getting it, guys? That's how much he loves us. If the guy loves you, why is he fearing to to put put it in covenant terms? Yeah, why are there benefits without blink? No. No, 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 no. Blink before benefits. That's what the Bible says, prescribes. No blink, no benefits. No blink, no benefits. No blink, no benefits. Okay. Okay.
guys. No. <laughs> I say no bling, no benefits. No bling, no benefits. Hey. No bling, no benefits. That's what's going to save you from trouble. No bling, no benefits. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. July 30th, we have here a wedding for which you don't need to pay anything. You just get your suit and whatever and come. If you have, aren't we? No, I think we still have time to announce. Because we have to announce you three, three weeks. So those of you who are still thinking about it, well, well, no, my friend. Okay. So, what, what, how did we reach that part? That was fast. Covenant, yeah. Perfection. He says, love is perfected. And this is how it is perfected. As he is, so are we. He gives us his identity. Okay. Because he says there's no fear in love. So when you're always living with the idea of he could live any time, that's fear and there's no perfection of love. Okay. Lastly, we saw that we love him because he first loved us. The first love is his love for us. Our love is not the first love. The first love is God's love for me. God's love for you. God's love for us. That's the first love. Amen. And it is that love that enables us to love him. Right? You know, some of you romantics, when you see the moon in full bloom, Your, your heart gets tender because you're holding the hand and there's oh, oh now remember that the moon is simply reflecting light from the sun it doesn't create any light of its own okay so without the sun I know you hate the sun, you love the moon, but without the sun, there would be no moonlight. Yeah. So, without the love of God coming to us, we have nothing to love him with or to love others with. Are we together now? Okay. I'm going to now shift gears quickly. So, we love him because he first loved us. And of course, at the end of the day, he calls us to love him. Love the Lord your God with all your strength, with all your mind, with all your soul. Okay, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And these commands were given to Israel. And they quickly, found, they quickly found out how hard it was. It's actually, uh, Andrew Mack used to say, the Christian life is not difficult. It's impossible. So what do we say to these things? Why would God call us to love him when our love for him is insignificant? 
compared to his love for us. And he still calls us to love him. Don't go out and say, I don't love you. I don't love God. I don't love anyone because it doesn't matter. No, it matters. Because without that love, we can't change our world. Without that love, we can't. You see, we, as we discussed, your small light on your phone is irrelevant out here at midday. But in a dark place, it's very helpful. Remember that this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. All right. So John 14 starts giving us a window into how do we go about this whole loving a person whose love is so much. It's like trying to give money to Elon Musk. Yeah. And moreover in Uganda shillings. Hello? Is this Elon? Yeah, this is Elon. <laughs> I'm looking around for who might be calling. <laughs> then you identify yourself. Like, you know, I've been thinking, God, I had this for someone at church about loving is giving, and I thought I would give you something. You could use, you know, 100K. Hundred thousand Uganda shillings, and you know, he will be touched perhaps if you ever go through. But by the time he computes how much it is compared to the billions he has, so that's what it is like. How do we love this God who almost needs no love because he has it all, and yet he still calls us to love him? So you can imagine that loving God is actually not for the good of God. It is for our own good. Imagine if you gave Elon Musk 100,000 Uganda shillings, which is about 37,000. Okay, no, 30, 37 dollars. What good would it do to him? Nothing. It would probably be good for yourself. So when we love God, it is for our good, not for his good. Am I making sense? And so Jesus tells the disciples in John 14 if you love me keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever are we reading the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it never sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you I will not leave you orphans I will come to you now, I'm, I'm going to be talking about this in the context of love. Not necessarily the context of the Holy Spirit coming to you. But it still makes sense. It says, if you love me, if you take me back to where we started, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Hmm? If you love me, do what I tell you. Okay? Keep my commandments. Now, if you are a good reader of the Bible, which all of you are, thankfully, by faith, uh, you find that there's something called context. If you isolate the verse, it will not give you the whole picture. Except if you read it in context with the other verses. Are we together? Oh, by the way, I meant to tell you this even as I started the sermon that you and I, we, we are going to become people of the word. Yeah. Because I know many of us, you are people of prayer, 
but prayer is simply watering the seed. And the seed is the word. If you haven't planted the seed, your prayer, I don't know. So we should become people of the word. Now, if you love me, keep my commandments. And in the next verse, it's very instructive. It says, and, and is a conjunction. English. I don't know the person translating how they've translated that. But, and it means that verse 16 is not independent of verse 15. It wasn't like, keep my commandments. Then he starts another conversation. Jesus is in one conversation. And he says, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another, what's the word? Helper that he may abide with you forever. Why do you need the helper? You by yourself cannot keep his commandments. I'll create a sailor moment there, just here. That's why it says the, the letter kills First Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 3 but the spirit gives life. When we say we are not for the law, we are for grace, we are not saying go break all the rules, go steal and covet your neighbor's Range Rover and uh, uh, kill and no that's not what it means it's simply a revelation it says the law was given to whom it was given Romans 3 that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world stand guilty before God because once you once we present the law to you you quickly find out you can't make it you can't have a relationship with God through the law now, Jesus is talking to people who already have a relationship with him. These are his disciples. And he says, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. And then he quickly adds, you can't do it. So you need a helper who is the one? The Holy Spirit. Anytime you have ever needed to be corrected about something in your life, who has done it? Uh, apart from your spouse, it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> But also that's why they call him, I'll give him a helpmate. And the Holy Spirit, this word helper there, those who have studied more than I do, they, they say the interpretation is one who carries together with you. That's how the Holy Spirit operates. It doesn't come and overrun you as if you are in a shrine and you are possessed. And you don't know what's going on, you just find yourself acting right No. He actually the word is he bears together with you. So imagine you're carrying something, he's carrying the other side, you're carrying the other side. Now what you don't know is that he's carrying the most the the heavier side. Have you ever carried one of those desks that have drawers on one side? And then they've put books in the drawers, and then you need to move the desk, and somehow they give you the side with the drawers. You'll, you'll be thinking you're having the same experience with the guy carrying the other side. It's not the same. You are having a very different experience. So in this carrying together, really the Holy Spirit is the one who carries the side with the books. While you carry the other side and you, you're thinking, I made it. I, I, I quit whatever. I managed this one. No. 
So, let me get back to my point. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And it says, and I will give you another helper because you actually can't keep them. If you think about the guys he's telling, up to the last moment, they were still not getting it. And it says, but this one will abide with you forever. Now, let me show you something else in verse 17. In verse 17, he says, together, the spirit of fire, the spirit of passion, the spirit of uh, what? Depth. <laughs> the spirit of truth. Yeah. The primary ministry of the Holy Spirit to you is to teach us the truth of his word which he said you will keep. Later on he says keep my word. Okay? So when you read commandments take it as keeping his word. Right? The whole thing here. And he says you will have help from one whose primary, whose, who is called the spirit of truth. Ah. Yeah. Now, all these things the Holy Spirit does, but he's not called the spirit of those things. He's not called the spirit of healing. Are there Christians here? He's not called the spirit of miracles. He's not called the spirit of prosperity. He's not called the spirit of peace. He's not called the spirit of love, salvation, joy. No. He's the spirit of truth. Now you know how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. In other words, he's the responsible for all of those things, but what is the primary way in which he starts ministering those things to us? Truth. And the truth is in his word. Ah... I, I feel like the way today's message is going under levels of quietness I have to keep telling you we are talking about love your salary yeah because sometimes we think that when we are talking about things like truth word, uh, love is different from those things, no, and I'm about to show you why <laughs> so are, are you with me brothers and sisters I like it. If you love me, keep my commandments. I will send you a helper. You can't do it. But someone else is going to help you. And I, I nearly used Uganda there. Okumanya, he's going to help you. He's the spirit of truth because the thing I'm telling you to keep is truth. This is not usually here. The primary ministry of the Holy Spirit is T. 
teaching us truth. He said, he will remind you of everything that I've told you. But you know what? We ignore our Bibles, we ignore everything, and we go all over to all these meetings. You, they lay hands on you until you have a bald head. You fall so many times. And you evaluate after all the falling that nothing much has changed. Now, what is life without falling? What is church without shaking? What is church without vibrating and rolling? But please, after all the falling, shaking, rolling. That's why I brought my analog Bible today. I didn't know I would even be using it to support the ball. This is the primary ministry of the Holy Spirit, if you think about it. Revealing the word of God to us. Because, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The idea is whatever his commands or whatever his word is, we are to become it and dwell among the people wherever we are so that when they look at us somehow they are looking at a revelation of who god is in action which is the same way jesus lived and we know that he did it by the holy spirit but before he did that by age 12 he could quite pretty much hold his own ground as far as the scriptures were concerned in the temple and then he disappeared another 18 years ah Spirit and truth. Spirit of truth. I haven't started preaching. I'm still building my case. But the way you guys are looking at me. Mm. It says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you by the Holy Spirit. Because... I'm trying to figure out how to crush all this stuff into the time we have. I'll not leave you orphans. I'll come to you. Think about it. What, what does he mean? What he's talking about is he's going to send the Holy Spirit to help us with this whole thing called truth. And that's what eliminates our state of orphanhood. Why? Having been born again of incorruptible seed. First Peter what? which is the word of god that's how we got a, we got born again by incorruptible seed which is the word of god but who ministers that the holy spirit okay we'll, we'll soon make sense of this whole thing okay are there people verse 21 verse 21 it says together he who has my commandments and keeps them it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him okay he who keeps my commandments it is he who we are talking about loving him. We are, the one of loving us, we are covered on that one. Don't let anything I'm talking, teaching today confuse you about God's love for you. That one is as solid as I don't know what. 
Now, I'm talking about that which is beneficial to you, which is your love for him and to your neighbors. And I'm about to show you why this is very interesting, but you can be looking for that verse that I quoted in First Peter 1.23 of having been born again. Let's go back there so that we don't leave some people behind. So having been born again of incorruptible seed uh-uh. Okay, having been born again, whew, I was like, well, not of corruptors, but incorruptible, which through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So that's how we got born again. When you receive Christ, that's how you got born again, because Christ is the word. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. But what he's saying you know that it is the spirit who convicts this is in chapter 16 17 i think of john he will convict the world of sin righteousness and what judgment of sin because they do not believe in me before you got born again the person who convicted you of sin to get born again was the holy spirit now you may not have known but the holy spirit also ministers to non-believers that's how they get born again And he ministers to you, the believer of righteousness. And he ministers to the devil, judgment. It's all in there. If you find it, if you want to, you'll find it there. But I wanted to lean into the fact that we are born again of incorruptible seed, which is the word of God, but that is ministered by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. That's why the Spirit is the Spirit of truth. Meaning, that all the other things that you want God to work in your life and me to work in my life. I have to keep stopping myself and going back. Now, remember that anything that God does on earth today, between the three of them, Father, Son, and who? The person who actually does it is who? The Holy Spirit. Because the Father is seated in, in, in heaven and the Son is at his right hand. So when you say God moved mightily in my life and changed something, it was the Holy Spirit. But how does the Holy Spirit do it? Primarily through the Word. That's why a lot of people, they get breakthroughs which they quickly, they lose the victory because you were relying on someone else's revelation. You can go to a Benny Hinn meeting and they will pray for you and you'll get healed all right here. And then you may not keep the healing because the healing came because of someone else's revelation. The Holy Spirit had ministered to the other person enough to know that healing is available. But to, for you, you just get it in the flesh and leave it. And so the next time you get a symptom, you, you, you quickly quit. Why? You did not get your own truth in. So don't be that person who must be fed fish the whole time. Go learn fishing. Because the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you. Now, you ask me, I thought we were talking about love. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> Let me read verse 21 again and another verse and another verse then I'll tell you why this is really important. Even as they put back my time on the screen because it's off. So, before you know it, it will be midday. Now, he who, he who has my commandments and keeps them, are you reading? It is he who loves me. He's saying, this is, this is how you get to love me. And he who loves me will be loved my father, by my father and I will love him. And he says, something really radical here and manifest myself to him ah mm. in other words he can be loving you but you don't see mm. he's not saying he will start loving you know he say i will money reveal myself to him <sighs> did you do those zoom stuff during the lockdown and you had a lot of zoom this zoom that zoom the other and some people even kept their cameras off then finally you say uh, let's have a physical meeting so we get to know each other since we have just been talking on Zoom. Then people show up. I did a lot of, I had masterminds and then we'd always have the last one at my home where people come physically. So they manifest themselves. Like, oh, this, you see, on Zoom you can't tell the height I'm not talking about the width but you can't tell so when the person shows up you're like oh this is the one because depending on where you put your camera you may look bigger than you are or smaller than you are and the height you can't tell so we are trying to solve the problem here because it's very hard to love a person that you don't have a relationship with, who's not manifested to you. And Jesus is saying, I and my father want to manifest ourselves to you so we can have a proper love relationship. But the only way it's going to work is this. back to my job here verse 23 someone asked a question there and Jesus answered and said to him in verse 23 together if anyone loves me he'll keep I mean like how many times does he need to repeat it part of Bible interpretation is if a matter is repeated three times pay attention and now we are having repetition. He says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Manifestation. Our home with him. Like, like when he shows up at work on Monday, church begins on what? 
people will know that with this dude, God dwells with them. There will be a manifestation. And we are a people of manifestation. We are a people of confession. We confess and we know that we are children of God. But we, beyond that, we are people of manifestation. You know, Jesus was son of man, but he was of manifestation. Like, when he showed up, no one needed to figure out, mm, is it Jesus or not? No. It's like, when he showed up, food available. Healing available. Storms come. Party continues. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, I am one of those people who sincerely believes that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are there to show us how we should be living our lives the way Jesus lived. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Because it says we are to be conformed to the image of his dear son. Not any of the other characters in there. So when you and I show up at work tomorrow, will be people be like, Jesus is in this banking hall. I think Jesus is on this floor of this building. Because that's what should be happening, friends. But, but that is the manifestation. The, the alternative is to have so many Christians on a floor of a building, in an office, in traffic, <laughs> and there is no evidence that God is also there. Yeah, same for a sticker. Not say you have a sticker, church begins on Monday, and you are then creating that third lane, blocking oncoming traffic manifestation absent confession present you are still a son of God who we have to explain that you are a son of God what is the missing piece in the manifestation keeping his word the word of God that says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous, Joshua 1, 8. Then you will have good success, Psalm 1, 1, 2, 3. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the castle of the ungodly. No. Stand in the not sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. And it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Why? This we had Pastor Laura's testimony yesterday of when the whole thing is like the marriage has ended. We, we can't continue. 
And then she went to see a counselor. And then she started doing some of those things that the husband had been suggesting, uh, rather in, not in a way that was enabling for her to want to do, which was just she would wait for when he has gone to work or whatever, then she would sit with her Bible and start spending time with God and journaling. And then she says one day, Mark's dad, husband's dad, who was, who was also a pastor, told him that something has changed with Laura. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that she's doing, but something has really changed. You know, when an outsider can see, you know, sometimes insiders don't see. It is Nicodemus who could see that Jesus was different. We know that you're a man from, no one can do these things except his disciples didn't know. So your husband or wife may not know, but other people are seeing something is happening as you spend time in his word. The manifestation is happening. And in Mark 4, he says it's not even conscious. He does not know how. For the earth brings forth fruit of itself. Are you with me? Ah. Okay. I need to use this ball, so I need to hurry up and use it. First John two, three to five. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. Okay? So, the word of God or the command of Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit leads to manifestation which is also called fruit. Maybe let me go at it again. I missed a step there. The word of Jesus, the command of Jesus, with the help of the Holy Spirit, love. Love leads to loving him. And the result of that is the manifestation. Now, because some of you are like, that's a very long process. Too long. Give me, why don't God, you know, I remember when we used to pray on university, very radical prayers. One, one gentleman was saying, God, come here now. God, come here now. I'm like, wow. If he came, you would become God because you, you can just tell him to come. <laughs> so some of you are like, that's a long process. Yeah, I just don't get into my room and tell God, now you know what? God manifests. We have some things to work on quickly. That assumes that God is like one of those young boys in your village. Someone used to sing, God is it, God is it, God is a big, big God. God is a big, big God. Don't you call him a smaller boy. God is it, God is God is a big, big God. Don't you call him a smaller. Don't call him a smaller boy. Don't call him a smaller boy. So, this ball. 
it would have been a little bigger. I wanted a basketball, but they had a black one, and with all this black around me, I wanted people to see. This ball represents the sun. Okay? Papa, bless you, come. This is the sun. If this was the sun, huh? if this ball was the sun, this here is the earth. The one I'm holding. This is the earth. This is the sun. This is the, see the sun now passing through the cloud. There are, if you were to fit earth into the sun, there are a million, you can fit one million earths into the sun. Mm. Go to that speaker. If that is the sun, and this is the earth, this is how far from the sun we are. Going around 365 days on a journey. So this is the earth, this P. That is the sun, this is the distance. And our sun, sorry, did I just drop the earth? <laughs> and, our <laughs> and our sun is one of the smaller stars in our constellation, and our constellation is one of the small constellations in our galaxy, and it's one of the small galaxies among billions of galaxies and so the one you're saying come here now is the one <laughs> who created all of that and somehow on here you have your 50 by 100 plot in Bulindo I don't know if you're tracking. Are you following? So, <laughs> so when he says, my friends, the only way to really sort of have a relationship with me, let me put together some information for you that talks about me. And when you understand it and keep it, and I'm also going to give you one of us called the Holy Spirit to help you, then we in all our bigness, we'll figure out how to small ourselves. That word doesn't exist. <laughs> and come and make our home with you. So that when people look at you, they say, this one is a child of God. This one looks just like God. This one behaves like God. And then you say, me, I don't want the book. I want you to come and talk to me. You're making a big mistake. You are misguided. Pastor Angela, come and help us conclude this service. Have you understood? Are we together? 
Are you ready to get your Bible and start to read it? Or you want another someone like this one? The, that. <laughs> anyway. Wow. Wow. Let's go. Let's go up and respond to this message. First of all, a clear instruction I think that we're all getting is get into the word. Yeah? Let's get into the word. Why don't you tell your neighbor how much time you're going to spend reading your Bible daily? Let's be practical. Just tell your neighbor that every day I'm going to spend 30 minutes. Every day I'm going to spend one hour. Every day. Another way to think of it is every day I'm going to spend 30 minutes being loved by God, right? Yeah, every day I'm going to spend an hour finding out about the love of God. Has your neighbor told you how much time they're going to spend in the Word? There's this app called YouVersion that you can download on your phone and there are daily plans for you to read the Word every single day. So ask your neighbor, do you have you version on your phone? <laughs> okay, if they don't, please encourage them to get you version. I'm hoping that numbers are being exchanged so that there's a bit of accountability. Amen? Are we excited to start spending time in the Word? Yes. Are we excited to find out more about who we are and about how much God loves us? Are we excited? Amen, 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 amen. So you might have come today. A friend invited you uh, here at Worship Harvest Nalia or at one of our 55 other locations. Wow. Or you're in your car or you're in your kitchen and you're watching the service today. And you have not yet received Christ as your Lord and Savior. You're not yet born again. Today, Apostle was teaching and he was saying that we have been given the spirit of truth. And the truth about you today, if you have not yet given your life to Christ, is that in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, If you are in Christ, okay, you are a new creation. The old things passed away. So this is your future. Whoever hasn't yet given their life to Christ. That today when you make the decision, okay, to give your life to Christ, to become born again, you are going to become a new creation. As Apostle was teaching, I kept feeling like there are people in this room that are carrying but you're carrying the, the whole desk. You're carrying the desk, the light side, the side with the books and the Holy Spirit is like I want to carry the side with the books with you. Okay, I want to help you with that addiction. I want to help you with that pain. And you see what the Holy Spirit does is just doesn't carry and walk with you. He takes it away. He takes that weight away. So if you're in this room and you're online, today is your day of salvation. 
This is your day of salvation. Today is the day the Holy Spirit becomes your helper. Today you become a new creation. All things are being passed away, are dying today. And I'm going to invite you to do something very exciting, but very bold, but also very empowering. Okay? I'm going to invite you to just shoot your hand up. Just put up your hand and say that today is the day I am getting born again. Today is the day I am saying yes to Jesus. Today is the day I receive God's love. You're in this room. You're at the location. One of our locations is a pastor at the front ready to receive you. Just put up your hand. Just put up your hand. Today is your day of salvation. Put up your hand. Neighbors, ask your neighbor, are you born again? I see your hand, my brother. I see your hand, my brother. We celebrate you. We celebrate you. There is more. There is more in the room. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. A pastor is going to walk with you to the front. At, your, at, what, at all the locations, there's a pastor waiting for you at the front. So you can walk to the front and someone is walking with you. Is there someone else? You're saying, today, I'm tired. I'm tired of carrying it all by myself. And today, I want to get born again. We're going to do a bit of community salvation, okay? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you born again? If they say no, ask them, would you like to get born again? If they say yes, they would like to get born again, just walk with them to the front. Is your neighbor born again? Is your neighbor born again? I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing someone pointing a hand. The decision has to be theirs. Have they decided to get born again? Is the answer yes? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So you know the Bible says that, talks about a party in heaven. And the only time it talks about a celebration in heaven is when someone gives their life to Christ. Okay, guess what? There's a party in heaven right now because our brother has come to the Lord. So I'd like, I'd like us to join the party in heaven and clap our hands and celebrate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray. You're going to pray after me. At the different locations, pray after me. And then there'll be a pastor at the end of the prayer to take your details. Okay, say Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Today I give you my life. I give you my worries. I give you my sorrows. I give you my fears. And I receive your blessing. I receive your love. I receive your might. I receive your fatherhood. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. 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 Can we celebrate our brother and all those who are making the commitment across the different locations and hosting centers? Welcome to this, to the family of God. Uh, my brother, this is Pastor Jonathan. He will just take your contact and then he will be able to reach out to you. Amen. Are you, are you well? You, isn't that exciting it's exciting the life in Christ is the most exciting life amen I'm going to invite Pastor Laura she's going to pray for us and bless us as we go this morning 
Can you give her a welcome, please? Will you pray with me? Lord, we are grateful, so grateful that you have called us your children, that you have adopted us into your family. We thank you for this new brother that's come today and all those in the other uh, campuses and online that have come into relationship with you. God, we thank you and praise you for that. I thank you for the opportunity we've had here today to be in your presence, to worship you, to hear from you. God, I thank you for the truth that you've spoken to us today. And I pray that every one of us, as we leave this place, will make that commitment to spend time in your word every day, to know you better. And God, we pray that you would honor that time, that you would come, that you would teach us, that you would draw us deeper and closer to you, that you would continue to pursue us, God. Don't let us get away. We love you and thank you. I pray for worship harvest, Lord. I thank you for the miracle that you've been doing in this place over the course of these years. And I pray that you would continue to do so. That as they continue to grow and, and develop more missional communities, as they reach out across Uganda and across Africa, God, that thousands and thousands and thousands of people will come into relationship with you. They will be in heaven with us one day because of worship harvest. God, we thank you for what you're going to do. I pray your blessing upon Moses and Sarah, upon this whole place, Lord, every leader of every campus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. Good to see you. Have a wonderful week and see you Sunday. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.